Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Luke Warsham, in for Zach Bingham. And make sure you follow us all over social media on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, we go live every weekday morning and also Instagram and TikTok. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show and they help out you guys. Uh, Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Man, do the Pulse of Fitness. One 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free. Uh, and also, uh, Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your car buying process. Check them out at WilsonCountyHyundai.com and go see them in Lebanon. <clears throat> Excuse me. And also, uh, the Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So... Speaking of the Bone and Joint Institute, there was a great segment uh, that I had yesterday with Dr. Jeff Watson, who is the uh, foot and ankle specialist at the Bone and Joint Institute uh, yesterday. It was 15 minutes. We're about to play a clip from it. Uh, If you have not watched it in its entirety, I highly suggest for all Titans fans to go watch that video yesterday. Find it on our YouTube channel subscribe to our YouTube channel and check that out because it was 15 minutes of really good information uh, about uh, Derek Henry's road to recovery, the surgery itself, how it happened, uh, you know, what, what the key things are to watch for and how he can get back. But without further ado, let's go ahead and play you guys a clip from the, the conversation I have with Dr. Watson of the Bone and Joint Institute about Derek Henry's surgery and really the timeline for him to get back running and training. Uh, so here is um, some of my conversation with Dr. Watson, the Bone and Joint Institute yesterday. So by putting a screw in, typically once you get the incision to heal, most people let them put weight on it initially. And then becomes a little bit of a gray area medicine. The sort of traditional thinking is, you know, sometimes 10 weeks before getting you back on the field. But over the past, I would say, five to 10 years, we've gotten a little bit more uh, proactive. And if your x-rays look good, looks like it's healing and you don't have any pain over the fracture site. Guys have been going back uh, six weeks. Um, I've even heard of some guys going back five weeks, which is a little little scary. Your risk of refractures a little bit higher with that, but he's got a lot of productivity we, we'd like to see on the Titans. So the main concern is just refracture, right? And, yeah. And probably dealing with pain afterwards. Yeah. So I'd say if, you know, say he hypothetically has a surgery, goes back, it refractures, you know, he would be out at that point. And then, you know, off season, he'd, he'd have to take, uh, you know, a little bit bigger surgery where you'd probably put a little bigger screw in and put some uh, extra bone around the fracture site, a little bit more involved surgery to get it to heal, but more than likely he'd still get it to heal. Yeah. So, all right. So right after surgery happens, let's just say Derek Henry had surgery at eight o'clock this morning. What's yeah. the first objective after surgery for Derek Henry's foot and, and what he's trying to do to make sure this thing goes as quick as possible? So you know, step one is get the skin to heal. And honestly, it's like a centimeter long incision. It's pretty tiny. And the surgery typically takes, you know, 20 minutes or less. It's not a very long involved surgery. You, you typically, you know, drill for the screw, place the screw, and it just is relatively simple you know, from, from a surgical standpoint. Um, afterwards, uh, you're usually protected to, to let the skin heal either in a splinter boot for about a week or so, and then you can usually get the stitches out and begin range of motion. 
Yeah, range of motion, you're trying to get back the, the ankle flexion, whatever muscle you might have lost from keeping it, you know, isolated in a boot. So uh, what's the, because I see uh, Steve uh, says, what's the timetable for a person to just start testing it out, not actually play? So what type of, when do you start walking, right? Because you yeah. got to walk before you can do anything. When do you start walking on this without a boot? So walking is usually about 10 days. So as soon as you're healed the incision, things look good. You can usually put weight on it. Your foot's still swollen. So, you know, to be able to really run or jump, that's kind of the, you can't really do that until that the six week mark is probably the earliest we'd recommend. Um, but uh, so, so you're kind of, usually people are totally off crutches by two to three weeks after surgery, walking in a boot. Usually by four weeks, you can move to a tennis shoe and kind of begin you know, exercise bike, elliptical, you know, some light weights um, type of thing. And then and then um, six weeks. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Get them back on the field a little sooner and, and, and lean more towards that, too. So that's Dr. Watson. Luke, there was a lot in that clip there. That was that's awesome. The first, that's the first time you've watched that. So I'm going to go ahead and let you react to it before uh, I kind of give my thoughts and we get you guys involved in the chat there, but I, I thought Dr. Watson brought it yesterday. Yeah. And what stands out about that is really two things. First of all, sorry, I was making sure I wasn't muted. First of all, no, um, the fact that he said before these modern advances over the last five years, like traditionally this is understood to be a 10 week injury. If that happens, that's still a wild card return for Derrick Henry. Right. 10 weeks from now is the wild card round. But then he also goes into this business about, you know, it's happened before at five weeks. It's reasonable to, you know, six, seven weeks. And so after watching that, my takeaway is that, well, one, I think that Ian Rappaport in reporting the six to 10 week timeline, that's probably what the Titans think. That's probably where he's getting that. I don't think he's conjuring that from, medical knowledge right and so after watching that video where's adam Schefter getting his stuff then i i don't know i don't think because adam Schefter talks with agents right and derrick henry's agent isn't going to be out here saying he's out for the season yeah exactly. <laughs> unless derrick unless derrick henry's agent is trying to spend some yeah he's gonna be out for the season and then he comes back oh my god look how amazing my client is right like i, I don't well, see that happening either no um I don't think it's unreasonable to say week 17, Derrick Henry has five to 10 carries to get him ready for the playoffs or week 18, whatever it is now with 18, with 17 games. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it, it's I, I, again, we'll, we'll play a, a shorter version of that clip here in a second, but we do want to ask you guys after watching that clip of Dr. Watson uh, talking about the information there, what week do you want the Titans to bring back Derrick Henry? What week do you want the Titans to bring back Derrick Henry? Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Renters Warehouse, RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Simply go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit, whether it's creating extra cash flows for you and your family. Uh, it's money in your mailbox. Mailbox money is a, a great thing, guys. Uh, money in your account every month from other people paying your mortgage and then some and getting retirement plan ready because long-term equity equals long-term wealth and Renters Warehouse does all the work to help you uh, get back going. So RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. 
And I am going to talk to you this morning about our good friends at BetMGM because they have a great deal going on for you today. Right now, if you download the BetMGM app and you give them the promo code you see there on your screen, A to Z Sports, they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. It's a great deal to take advantage of if you are wanting to get your feet wet in the sports betting world or if you're a veteran and just looking for a great deal to take advantage of or a new book to try out it's for you as well so use that promo code a to z sports download the BetMGM app and you'll get a risk-free bet of up to one thousand dollars only on BetMGM, the king of sports books yeah. yeah visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions you must be 21 years old or must be president in tennessee and for gambling problem support call the tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789 here talking Derek henry uh, so here it, the clip, we'll play the clip again, but we ask you guys the question, what week do you want the Titans to bring back Derrick Henry? And so a lot of you guys are, are talking about NFL week, right? Uh, so I, I see, uh, Scott saying week 18 or the playoffs team leader, uh, saying, uh, 18 or the playoffs as well. Kalen Ridley saying, uh, week 17, Brandon says the first week in January, uh, which would be week 17 against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Nicholas says week 18 or, or the playoffs. Dom says just let him rest until the playoffs. Jay says week nine, and I'm guessing yeah, this is this is week nine. So I'm guessing Jay is saying week nine of Derrick Henry's recovery, which would also be week 17. Uh, Lane says week 18. Uh, let's see, J-Man on base says pro football doc on Twitter says it's not unusual to have concerns about the same injury on other foot going forward. And, and I asked Dr. Watson about that, about like what causes this injury. And he talked about, you could have a, a, a higher arch in your foot that could make you more prone to this injury, but you guys can go check out the uh, full conversation on our YouTube channel. Uh, again, uh, tanks and actresses playoffs, unless the Titans need those last two to get the number one seed. I think that's interesting too. Uh, Luke is that, Let's see how, like, what are the Titans doing, right? If the Titans yeah. are in a situation where they can get a bye, I mean, how big would that be if the Titans could still get the number one seed? Now, that's a lot to ask for. But if the Titans can still get the number one seed, if, it's, if they beat the Niners without Derrick Henry on Thursday night football, then you have the Dolphins-Texans. I mean, maybe you can win those two games without Derrick Henry and still get the bye. They're um, going to smoke the Texans they would smoke the. T- I, I would almost say they would smoke the Texans without Ryan Tannehill. That's how bad this team is. Right with so, Ryan Tannehill, I don't care who's playing running back. They're smoking the Texans. Yeah, MB says whenever Henry's back to ninety five percent. So I'm going to play the shorter clip version of what my conversation with uh, Doctor Watson and then Luke. I want to get uh, your answer on when you think the Titans should bring back Derrick Henry. Here's yep. the short version of that clip. Steve uh, says, what's the timetable for a person to just start testing it out, not actually play. So what type of, when do you start walking, right? Cause yeah. you gotta walk before you can do anything. When do you start walking on this without a boot? So walking is usually about 10 days. So as soon as you're healed, the incision, things look good. You can usually put weight on it. Your foot's still swollen. So, you know, to be able to really run or jump, that's kind of the, can't really do that until that the six week mark is probably the earliest we'd recommend. Um, but uh, so, so you're kind of, you, usually people are totally off crutches by two to three weeks after surgery, walking in a boot, usually by four weeks, you can move to a tennis shoe and kind of begin you know, exercise bike, elliptical, you know, some light weights um, type of thing. And then, and then um, six weeks. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of agree with that get them back on the field a little sooner and, and lean more towards that too. 
So I think the important thing to take away from that excerpt of our, our conversation is four weeks you get into the tennis shoe because the main thing, the main objective is that this fracture needs to heal. And he said earlier in our conversation that what the screw does is the screw goes in and it brings the two broken bones closer together to maybe have that heal quicker. So I think it's interesting to what, what four weeks to get into a tennis shoe to do some light activity on the foot. And it's almost like how can Derek Henry stay in cardiovascular shape, stay strong enough, but also not and allow that bone to heal as fast as possible. Yeah. And you know, it's almost like if maybe if you wait the extra week to start rerunning again, that it heals better, right? It's, I would rather you wait an extra week to start getting back into training than go earlier because refracturing is the fear here. And we don't know how Derek Henry's bones heal. Now he broke his leg in the spring at Alabama, his true freshman year. So and Ed Rogers says swimming and Steven says a lot of pool work, less tension on the foot. Uh, Dr. Watson brought up how you can have uh, like kind of like an anti-gravity treadmill thing that you can do where you can run with like 50% of your body weight, which is just fascinating to me to get him at back into that cardiovascular. I feel like Derek state. probably has one of those in his house. Oh, like here, what Derek Henry's going to do is he is going to sit and heal from this surgery. And what, let's just say he takes the next two weeks and does basically nothing. Then he's going to fly to Dallas and go work out with this guy, Melvin Sanders and do all these crazy things buy whatever equipment he needs to get him back in cardiovascular shape with strength and let the bone heal as fast as possible. So uh, honestly, if the Titans didn't have a Thursday night game against the Niners right before Christmas, I could see Derrick Henry being back that Sunday, but it makes no sense to lose those three days of playing on Thursday night. I think the Titans bring him back against the Dolphins. Yeah, so the question we asked is, when do you want them to bring him back? And what I take from that is, right, when does it make the most sense? I mean, obviously, if you're a Titans fan, you'd love it if he could play against the Rams. That's just not going to happen. So realistically, what makes the most sense for Derrick Henry? And I think the answer to that question is week 18, last game of the season. Bring him back against the scrub Texans for this reason. Derrick Henry being back doesn't like physically like being in the football game does not mean that you are necessarily getting, you know, weeks one through eight Derrick Henry by this token, not the stamina. I I agree with you, Austin. He's going to be fine. You know, he's not going to come out and have to, I don't know, know, refigure out how to play or something, but it's the NFL. He had a traumatic injury. And it could potentially take time for him to get into a groove. And so I think it would behoove the Titans to, in week 18, against a horrific team that will have quit weeks ago before that game, give him 10, 12 carries, let him get into a little bit of a rhythm, take him out, and then that way, wild card weekend, maybe you have Derrick Henry for the, you know, 25, 30 carry workload that we've grown accustomed to. 
Yeah, and, and so I'm going to read some comments. Jay Street says that's why he said the, the last two games of the season, which would be Dolphins-Texans, which is what I said. And a lot, I think that was the most popular answer uh, from the comment section. Uh, and Andrew says, this is the king. He's not like a normal human being, which is true. Uh, and, you know, Derrick Henry had a strained calf and rested it for one week and was fine <laughs> after that. And so, <laughs> yeah. like, he's not normal. Like, we know he heals pretty quickly uh, with the limited amount of injuries that he's had. But this is a bone break. And yeah. you can't just, like, you, you can't necessarily rehab your way through a bone break. It just takes time. Mm-hmm. It just It literally just takes time. And so I saw somebody else comment that Derrick Henry is also the guy who starts training hard two to three days after a season ends, that he'll get back at it. Like he, he has to wait. There has to be a certain a period of time, that eight to 10 days, that he literally has to basically do nothing for to allow the incision to heal, to not risk infection, because he cannot afford to have any type of setback. And it's going to eat away at Derrick Henry to be still for eight to 10 days for that initial period, right? He is, he, uh, that's going to drive him crazy. I can't even imagine what he's going to be like of just being bottled up and not being able to do anything. But I, I do think uh, G-Man says, why chance it against the Texans? And I, and I see uh, Dom saying if the Titans are 14 and two in week 18, there's no need for him to come back. Depends on the record. Yeah, but they're not going to be 14 and two because they're going to lose this weekend against the Rams. And that's just my prediction. Like they're going to get beat <laughs> against the Rams. That's not that shocking or, or mean of me to say and expect. But I, I do agree with you, Luke. I don't like the idea of his first action being back in a playoff game. Yeah. That, that makes me anxious because there's rust involved. There's mental hurdles that you have to get over. And I think a regular season game against the Texans makes sense. A regular season game against the Dolphins makes sense for him to go out there and do that. And so I, I don't want his first action to be in a playoff game where, you know, he's thinking about his foot and therefore he doesn't have as good of a tight grip on the football and he fumbles in a bad situation. Yeah. You know, you'd rather that happen against the Texans where you can overcome it. And that's what I'm getting at. I'm, I'm not saying that he's going to be out of shape. I'm not saying that, you know, he, he's still going to be hurt or limited in some capacity. It's mental, uh, and, and it's that rhythm thing. Rhythm is a big deal for a running back, maybe more so than any other position. Quarterback maybe, but but running backs have to be able to see things and trust that vision and then hit the hole at 100 miles an hour. And, you know, I think it's encouraging that Henry started the season as fast as he did because in the past he has been a slow starter uh, two seasons. But... I would just be like you, Austin, a lot more comfortable, a lot less wary if he had that that lead into the playoffs, whether it's one game or two games. And I'll say this, right. too. I don't think I said this yesterday, but I've, I've said it. I did a, a radio hit in Hawaii yesterday. That's how oh, far-reaching this news Hawaii. is. Yes. Um, I, it's two big Titans fans out there, even without Mariota. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I refuse – to bet against anything that has to do with the body of Derrick Henry. I feel like that's just bad business. Yeah. Yeah. And look, here's the funniest comments I think is uh, Dustin Austin. Why do you think, why do you, what, so what will you do on the show if the Titans win this week? Nothing. Because if I, <laughs> if I predict the Titans game wrong, I don't care. Uh, Keith is bet a dollar. Austin. I like the Titans hey. to win. 
Cam says gonna... negative Nancy Austin. Titans are going to lose to the Rams. Apparently, haven't seen the Jets beat the Bengals the past week. Hey, when uh, I gave Mike's... my little sh- when I gave my spiel about how they're going to kill the Texans, I saw a bunch of comments. It was like, did you not learn your lesson from the Jets game? Yeah, Being and so then Randy, why is so negative? I you know I see some more comments. Jay says, so what if they beat the Rams? Then Austin, I'm like, then they beat the Rams. <laughs> Cassie says, I-, I hope you have to eat your words, and they beat the Rams. And then Jared says, have some MFing faith, Austin. It's not, it's not my job to have faith. It's not my job to have faith in the Titans. That's not who I am. That's not oh, what man. you do as a talk show person. It's you, you think about realistically. And it, it, look, you guys, the fans, have as much faith in the Titans to beat the Rams as freaking possible. Go for it. I, it doesn't affect me one bit. I'm I mean, just saying, I, I expect the Titans to lose to the Rams. I didn't think they would beat the Rams with Derrick Henry. They had a better chance of beating the Rams with Derrick Henry, but I don't expect them to. They're a seven and a half point underdog. Can they cover? Absolutely. But again, it's not my job to have faith in the Titans. That's the job for the fan. That's what makes you a fan of the Tennessee Titans. I've been covering this team for nine years. Why, why are you expecting me to have faith in a team that I cover? That makes no sense. I will say this. I don't think the Titans are going to win this weekend. I, I think, and we'll talk more about this tomorrow. I think, uh, Jalen Ramsey in particular presents them a really, really tough matchup. How Titans would it be to win this, though? Like, how Mike Vrabel oh, would I mean, it be? It's ex- it's basically the Bills game last year without 16 days of practice. Yes. You know, it's, it's like whenever you expect exactly. uh, the Titans to get smoked, Mike Vrabel does something oh, I don't think they're going to get smoked. I just don't no, think they're going to I think – I think Titans plus seven and a half or greater is a really good bet. If it gets to Titans plus eight, hit it hard. Like I, again, I'm not, I'm not anti Titans. <laughs> good Lord. But I, I do think that the Rams right now are a way better football team. The Titans have a lot of adversity that they're having to deal with. And I, I just, I don't like this matchup uh, and, and with the, for the Titans right now. So NB says, so why bother predicting us? And it's not like it's worth a napkin that's been written on. That's well, because you guys ask for predictions at every damn turn. Like, so if you guys want me to predict games, I will do it. I would rather, you know, bet against the spread than predict the score outcome. Good now, Lord. one one prediction, I don't know that it was really a prediction, but I said that I thought Adrian Peterson yesterday, I said I thought he should wear number eight. Well, guess what jersey number Adrian Peterson's wearing? I saw a number comment eight. about it. Number eight. Because we were talking about Mariota. Adrian Peterson now wearing number eight, which you said yesterday was the number for bad punters. Uh, yeah, number eight is the number for bad, uh, uh, you know, rotating door punters. And then number 10 is the jinx number. And so I'm glad that Adrian Peterson is not wearing number 10. Uh, and, you know, Des Fitzpatrick can have that. Uh, uh, you know, number on the practice squad all he wants because nobody has really lived up to any expectations wearing the jersey number 10 since Vince Young won rookie of the year 15 years ago. An award he shouldn't have won, but we can get into that conversation. Right, but anyway, and, and Ronnie, thank you, Ronnie. Zach, Zach and I built this business on not being fan media. Like, but we do have the Tighten Up podcast hosted by Austin Huff and Jack Gentry. That is a hilarious podcast. It's a great podcast hosted by two Titans fans. So if you want the 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 real from us or whatever, if you want the fan perspective of the Titans, you know, can beat anybody, then go listen to the Titan Up podcast. They they do awesome stuff. Love it's hilarious. The Titan Up podcast. I listen to it every week. But again, I'm not here to have faith in the Titans because I'm not a fan of the Titans. I cover the Titans and have been for nine years now. But let's move on uh, from this nonsense uh, because I do think about this now. You guys. 
hear me saying I think the Rams are going to beat the Titans, which is not like a surprising thing to say, but people just jumped all over me for it. But I do think this. We're going to pose a true or false, a true or false statement, and we want you about the Titans, and we want you guys to answer that true or false. Uh, But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And guys, the reason why we partner with the Bone and Joint Institute is for moments like this week, for yesterday, for me to have their foot ankle specialist, Dr. Jeff Watson, on to talk about the surgery that Derrick Henry underwent on Tuesday and really what all happens with it. So at the Bone and Joint Institute, you can absolutely trust them. If you hurt your foot or ankle, you go see Dr. Watson. If you hurt your knee, go see my guy, Dr. Arthur. If you hurt anything, they've got somebody who specializes in that joint, in that orthopedic surgery, or, or in, and in that rehab with Dave over there at the Bone and Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org is where to go. And if you are looking for a sports betting deal to take advantage of, may I remind you about our friends at BetMGM, because if you download their app today and you use the promo code A to Z Sports, they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. All right, so uh, I had some pushback on this uh, from Luke as we were talking about this pre-show. So we have, so we made it a, a true or false statement that I, I think will make it uh, a better conversation. True or false? The Titans can win without Derrick Henry because the Atlanta Braves just showed us how. True or false? The Titans can win without Derrick Henry because the Atlanta Braves just showed us how. So what does that mean? The Atlanta Braves lost their best player in Acuna earlier in the season and ended up winning the World Series. I'm not saying it's the exact same thing of Major League Baseball losing their best player and an NFL team losing its best player because it is drastically different. But I, I, I am curious about that that the Tennessee Titans can win without Derrick Henry because the Atlanta Braves showed us how. Is that true or false? Uh, so I'm going to read the comments before I get uh, Luke's input on this. Hayden says true. Corey says true. Antonio, Derek, Larry, Noah, Aaron, true. Jason Hawkins with the first false. Steven says true, they can win. I wouldn't uh, bet them on BetMGM, but they can win. Uh, Brent says true. Orlando says what? Uh, <laughs> Scott says he says true. Uh, Steven says true. Dave says true. Bobby asks, what does that even mean? I, I'm going to let Luke explain it in here a second. Kalen says true. Gene says true. Uh, Bimo says true. Very similar path and pulled together. Trevor says true. Any team can beat any team. Doesn't mean they will, but they can. Honky Tonk says true. Brandon true. Uh, Luke, it is overwhelmingly true. Is, is what I'm seeing. I've seen a few uh, falses. Kevin Elkins uh, on Facebook says, you can't compare uh, pitching won it for the Braves and Acuna made no difference in that. You know, and I get that. And again, that's what I'm saying. It's not a perfect parallel, but it is a, it, one team sport losing its best player and winning the, the championship and another team sport losing its best player who has the same aspirations of winning a championship. Luke, I'll let you explain the, the comparison that I've tried to make here since you're more up on the Braves and baseball than I am. Well, yeah, so the comparison that Austin is making is that the Braves lost their best player, Ronald Acuna, who's not just their best player, but one of the best players in baseball. And like Derrick Henry, before he got hurt, was playing at an MVP level. I don't remember what the odds were, but Ronald Acuna uh, was probably 1600- at the... 
plus sixteen hundred for Derrick Henry. So I wasted one of my ten dollars free bets on BetMGM for that. But you know, but, but what I was going to say is, you know, Ronald Acuna would have been at the top of every MVP list. He was playing out of his mind. I, but, I had him in fantasy baseball, and he was like the highest scoring player in the league. Um, they lost him for the season, and as we saw last night, the Braves in Game Six wrapped up a World Series win. And so the parallel that Austin, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the parallel you're trying to draw is Braves lost their best player, bonded together, came together after that, won a championship. Therefore, though it's a different sport, the Titans can do the same thing. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. And and I think, uh, you know, for the pitching conversation that Elkins brings up is I, I do think, you know, pitching and quarterback play in the two sports are probably the most important thing you need to be able to win a championship. And while the, the, the Braves lost Acuna, their best bat, and the Titans lost Derrick Henry, their best bat, if you will, Ryan Tannehill is still there to be that pitching aspect for the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, this is different. And Ronnie brings up, uh, but the Braves division stunk too, Luke, and the Titans division sucks ass as well. And so I, I think there's another thing you can look at. So is it true or false that the Titans can win without Derrick Henry because the Braves just showed us how? I will let Luke, I will let you answer the question. True or false. 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 I don't false. think it's I don't think there's a parallel. And here's why. It's it has nothing to do with the different sports. Here's the difference. So the Braves lost Ronald Acuna. They also lost Marcelo Zuna, another really talented outfielder. Now, Marcelo Zuna was not playing well when, when he got busted, when when police walked into his house as he was abusing his wife. Um, but they lost two of their talented outfielders. But uh, what they then went and did at the trade deadline was they traded for three more talented outfielders. They traded for Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall, and Jorge Soler. The Titans, they brought in 36-year-old Adrian Peterson, who was on the street, but they didn't go make this aggressive move and say, hey, we lost our best player, or in the Braves' case, we lost our two best players. Uh, Let's do something to make up for this. And the reason I don't think there's a parallel is those three players, Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall, and Jorge Soler, are a huge reason why the Braves won the World Series. Jorge Soler hit a three-run home run last night to give the Braves a 3-0 lead early. Adam Duvall hit a grand slam in game four. And then Eddie Rosario hit 383 in the postseason. <laughs> well, and then like, Soler was the MVP. players are what catapulted the Braves, along yeah. with Freddie Freeman and Austin Riley and, and Swanson and all their other good players. You know, and, and, and Soler had three go-ahead home runs in the World Series alone. Like three yes. go-ahead home runs in six games is just crazy. And so I, I do think the, the trade deadline helped the Braves, right? The Titans, unfortunately, only had like a 24-hour window to really do anything with the trade deadline. They did nothing. But their move, their Solaire addition Is was Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. And look, who has been an MVP, you know, nine years ago. But he's at least something that helps him get through it. And I'm going to say it's true, Luke, with this because – Adrian Peterson not going to replace Derrick Henry. That we just talked about this yesterday. We yeah. had some comments earlier in today's show. You know, what do you expect from Adrian Peterson? Is that I said I expect Adrian Peterson to get 50% of Derrick Henry's production. And I think if Adrian Peterson can do that, that's good. I think that's what you absolutely take that from Adrian Peterson. Now you've got Foreman, now you've got uh, as well as McNichols. 
to kind of add up the rest of that loss of Derrick Henry, plus Tannehill with A.J. Brown. You hope Julio gets going. You hope Ferkser wakes up and has a season and puts something together. And the Titans' defense is playing really well. And they went 3-0, and Luke, without their best cornerback, which yeah. they're going to get him back at yeah. some point. I mean, and, that's, and a, that's, that's a fair point because there are – you know, in-house guys with the Titans that could maybe be the Jorge Soler, Adam Duvall. You mentioned and that's Christian, where I was going to go you, next. You, so you mentioned Christian Fulton, yeah, uh, Jayon Brown, another guy who could fit into that category when he gets back. He is Talk back. Jayon is back, but still not like yeah, back, back played back. yet. Um, you mentioned Ferkser. Uh, here's another one for you, Julio Jones. Right. We talked about that yesterday. How he needs to reemerge. Yeah, so I, I honestly feel like the Titans have enough guys coming back to help them get over this Derrick Henry adversity. And and again, we're over here talking about, and Dom, thank you. I was literally about to say this. Dom sometimes is like in my head, just like five <laughs> seconds ahead of where I am at. Because Dom says Acuna was out, out. Derrick Henry, I mean, we we are pretty sure is coming back. We don't know for a fact that he is coming back. But, I but mean, a... I, I feel like everyone in that building thinks that he is. Like, you know, no timetable, right? I get that. But, um, you know, they were so optimistic on Wednesday. And it was like, well, you know, Derek's going to have surgery. And we're going to, you know, like. Monday. Yeah. <laughs> or Monday, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and Vrabel, like, literally said, you know, if there's one guy who can come back from it, it's Derek, right? Like, and he's that's, right. That's, <laughs> that's how they feel about Derek Henry. And that's how I think a lot of uh, we feel about Derek Henry is that, yeah, this guy, you, like you said, Luke, never bet against anything Derrick Henry's body can do. <laughs> and so exactly. I, I think it's – so I say true. I think this is a, a true statement that I think the Titans can still win without this gap of time without Derrick Henry. And the best thing about it is the schedule is very favorable. And just like the – like if the, if the NL least wasn't as bad as they were, do the Braves have the opportunity – to work through these things because they weren't 500 or above 500 until early August, but the Braves had an opportunity because they're bad division to work through the adversity of losing players with injuries and other situations that they came back and they were able to put things together. The Titans are six and two. They're ahead of the curve. They're the number one seed in the AFC, which we've all kind of forgotten about because of the Derrick Henry injury news. So they are ahead and they have a favorable schedule with multiple, many, many winning of winnable games. So yes, they absolutely can. And if Derrick Henry gets back, whether it's late December, early January, then I think the Titans are in a great position to literally achieve their goals of getting to the Super Bowl, even with the setback. Yeah, there are some parallels. I just don't think it's, I think the trades make it, and the fact that those players they traded for were such integral parts of the postseason run, I, I think it makes it tough. Sure, and, and, but you're expecting Henry to be a part of the, the postseason run. Yeah, yeah. So, do you like it more that I've talked through it? You, yeah, it sounds I mean, I like, like it, it sounds like I like it more than when you told me on the phone this morning. Yes, because certainly. I'm not going to tell you everything about it. I, I, <laughs> I, I just gave you the the I just gave you the headline to make you click on it. And then, and then I gave you everything else behind it. So you liked it a lot more uh, after I, I don't know that I'd through. say a lot more. But I definitely like it more. There you go. Well, you you dismissed it early. So <laughs> you like it a lot. It By early. liking it, you like it a lot more than where you were 
uh, previously. So I can I see, see it. it. I can I, see it. There you go. That's all I'm asking is that you can see it. But so you say false, I say true. Uh, so I think that's an interesting conversation. So we'll, we'll, we'll uh, and again, congrats to Braves fans. I mean, that's just freaking huge, right? I mean, oh, yeah. You know, a roller coaster of a year uh, of all these crazy things happening. And you win your first World Series and and since 1995. And you know, I'm not a Braves fan. I didn't grow up a Braves fan. I grew up a King Griffey Jr. guy. And so, but a lot of my friends and some of my family members uh, definitely uh, are massive Braves fans. And so, uh, really, really happy for for all of them to get to celebrate this. So that's a big deal right there. Of course. All right, so Luke, you've got uh, the two biggest things the Titans are going to miss without Derrick Henry. So I'll let yes. you walk through these. Uh, here in a moment, but real quick, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Mandu.com, your first workout's absolutely free. Now, if you're battling injuries, maybe you've got old joint injuries and you can't lift weights like you used to in the normal weight room, you go to the stress, uh, your joint-free, stress-free workout of full-body electronic muscle stimulation where it puts all of that pressure on your muscles, none of it on your old joints, and you get to achieve your fitness goals. It's done happened for me. It's happened for Zach and countless other A to Z viewers. Mandu.com, your first workout's free, and you tell them A to Z Sports sent you, they'll take 100 bucks off your first month. That's at Mandu.com. And our friends at BetMGM have a great deal going on for you. Download their app. Give them the promo code A to Z Sports. They will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. All right, Luke. So let's walk through these one by one. The two yes. biggest things the Titans are going to miss uh, without Derrick Henry. It might sound like an obvious type of headline, uh, but I do think it's worth having a really good conversation about what the Titans are actually going to have to replace yeah. uh, with with losing Henry. So I'll let you get going. Well, and the reason I wanted to have this conversation is yesterday on this show and when I went on the radio show in Hawaii and when I did No Nonsense last night, I felt like the vibe of all of it was Derek Henry's gone, but who cares, right? And And like, I feel like at a certain point we have to stop and say, wait a second, wait a second. They're losing this huge piece of their team and so the optimism is okay because I think it's warranted for them to be able to keep winning without Derrick Henry. But we got to acknowledge like how freaky this guy is and what they're losing with him. So number one, number one thing that they're losing in Derrick Henry is the volume, right? They're losing the guy who was averaging like 27 and a half, 28 carries a game. You're not getting that from anyone else. You're not getting that from prime Adrian Peterson. Adrian no. Peterson at no point in his career was getting that kind of volume. I don't know that anyone ever has. You, you probably have to go back to like Eric Dickerson or Walter Payton or someone Jim Brown. Like that. That's a, yeah, that's a Jim Brown. Jim Brown numbers. Yeah, getting that kind of week in and week out volume. Right. You are losing someone who makes life very very easy for Todd Downing because the thing about a running back by committee is you always have to pick the best one to be in there. It's not just as simple as okay, you're tired. Next guy go in. Right? There's there's strategy behind it, and and you have to think. When you have Derrick Henry, you don't have to think. Todd Downing wants to run the ball, give it to 22. Now it's not quite that simple because you don't have anyone that can manage that volume. You have to pick and choose who is getting carries in individual situations. So I think that's the first biggest thing they lose is the volume. Yeah, and how can you make up the volume? Uh, I, the Titans are still going to 
run the ball quite a bit, right? They're still going to be a pretty balanced, you know, not quite 50, 50, but they're going to do this as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, Adrian Peterson, how many carries can he handle at this point? Can he handle 15 carries a game? I mean, his career high was averaging, his career high was averaging 22 carries a game. Yeah. I think Adrian Peterson can handle 15 for nine games or for eight games or however long it is. Volume is not going to be his problem. His problem is, if anything, it's going to be burst. And, and yes, and what and the thing you're missing is, and that's the is the long play, right? The home run, like the the ability to break it 76 yards or 60 plus yards that he did in Seattle and, and the Buffalo run, obviously. Uh, and but again, the last two weeks, and I know he was injured and had a broken foot against the Colts, but against the Chiefs, his long run was 11 yards. And you saw what the Titans offense was able to do uh, with him long run be 11 yards. Like I don't expect Adrian Peterson to have more than like five 20 yard rushes. Now, Austin, what do we think about this comment? Bobby says not to rub it in, but clearly Henry couldn't manage that load either. Well, it's interesting. And I asked Dr. Watson about that. Um, and he didn't, he said he couldn't really answer the question on if the volume that Derek Henry has had over the last two and a half, three years impacted him having this injury or not. So, you know, it, you can't say that definitively one way or the other. Like, sure, somebody can use that as say, well, this is why Derrick Henry got hurt because the Titans have given him the ball a thousand times in the last three years. And that's probably not an over-exaggeration. A thousand times in the last three years is probably pretty spot on. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, we don't know that one way or the other. So, you know, Bobby can say that, but again, it's not true, but it's not necessarily false either. Okay. So let's move into the second thing that okay. the Titans are losing. And I think this is the bigger one, the biggest one. The Titans are losing having someone wearing the number 22 jersey. What I mean by that is someone who freaks defenses out at the running back spot because – Henry was sensational for the first six games. And then against uh, uh, Kansas City and Indianapolis, you look at the stats and they're not great. Poor yards per carry averages, less than 100 yards rushing. You don't know why that happened? Go back and watch. The Colts and the, and, and the Chiefs were playing so close up to the line of scrimmage. They were playing that, that tight end coverage. And they totally sold out to stop Derrick Henry because they were completely freaked out by him. And what happened because they did that? A.J. Brown exploded and ate both of those teams alive. Mm -hmm. You're not getting that anymore with Adrian Peterson. You're not going to get these nine-man boxes. Titans are going to keep running the ball, right? They're not going to change the identity of the offense, but they're going to be running you know, they're not going to have these nine-man boxes. Now, that's good news for Adrian Peterson, right? The running game is going to be a little bit easier, but it takes so much pressure off of Tannehill and A.J. Brown and Julio Jones when he's out there and, and, and Chester Rogers and, and mm-hmm. everyone on the offense when they're playing so close in. And you're not going to see that anymore. And I think that is the biggest dimension that changes with this offense and probably part of why he stayed out there as long as he did, because Derrick Henry with a with a broken foot still freaks the defense out because they don't know he has a broken foot, and they yeah. still got to account for him. So I think that is a huge thing that the Titans are going to have to overcome because, you know, and again, we'll get more into this tomorrow as we look ahead of the Rams game, but 
they're going to be able to put Jalen Ramsey on who on, on AJ Brown and, and maybe roll a safety over the top, especially if Julio's not playing and then just take their chances in the run game with their front four, which by the way, has two hall of famers in it. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It, it's almost like the Rams can know that they can, you know, protect the AJ Brown butter routes, which are the quick outs yeah. and the quick uh, in cutting routes. Um, you know, as Zach's favorite thing, AJ Brown slants is, you know, Zach loves that stuff, but they can protect against that because Adrian Peterson and Foreman and McNichols are not that threatening where you can have the second safety back. And that, and the big, the biggest thing about the Titans offense is that they force defenses to play with a single high safety and with a single high safety, exactly. you just, you put your corners on an Island uh, and you you gotta make him choose, and then Ryan Tannehill can do the play action that sucks up the linebackers. Then he looks off the safety to one direction and goes the opposite way. And you know it sounds simple because it's kind of simple. And so the, the pick your poison is gone. They can play two high safeties. They can take away the the the, uh, the over the head throws to AJ and Julio easier, and they can try to play you know, the seven man boxes against the Titans O line and, and whatever running back is back there. So it, 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 but now can the Titans have success with a lesser running back in their committee of running backs with seven man boxes? I think, yeah, they can, but they just don't get as much explosive plays out of that, which makes Derrick Henry different. Yeah. And, and that's why I think it's going to be tough for them to beat the Rams this week. Cause I don't, They've got to have a counter punch and we'll see how much of one Adrian Peterson can be. Uh, I, I mean, I, I fail to see how they can win this game without Julio Jones, but we can, we can get more in that. Later. Yeah, and, and Dadson brings up a good point too, because it drives me crazy, but I get why they do it. Uh, that uh, the formation forces the defenses to crowd. If they back up and they put AJ and Julio tight to the O line jumble by default, they defend the box. And yeah, the, the Titans do run a lot of condensed formations uh, that sometimes makes me like pull my hair out because they're not giving, they're not creating as much space. But I get that when they do have the condensed formations, that all Henry has to do is make the one guy miss and then he's gone. Uh, because everybody is so condensed right there, where if you spread them out, Henry makes the one guy miss and then the safety or the corner can wrap him up for 15, 20 yards. Um, so, you know, I, I get it, but it's frustrating. How does they change that? Because now with a condensed formation, Adrian Peterson's not gone by making that one guy miss. Foreman can't make that one guy miss and run away with track speed. They're, that one guy miss in the condensed formation is an eight-yard game, mm-hmm. not 20-plus. So uh, that's interesting there too. Um Andre says run blocking isn't outstanding. It's been okay. The last two games are horrible. Too many defenders making tackles as soon as the handoff was made. Yeah, true. And I think that's why I said Nate Davis has to step up. Roger Saffold had, you know, one of his lesser games against the Colts. Um, and the defenses are selling out to stop it. So uh, it'd be pretty easy to uh, see how that goes. A to Z sports here live on this Wednesday. Let's wrap up this Wednesday show with throwing shade. Like we do every Wednesday on the show, but real quick, let me tell you guys about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. Uh, If you want to make them a part of your car buying uh, experience, you absolutely should because they make you comfortable. They find the right car for you. 
If they don't have them a lot, they'll go get it because right now it's hard to buy a car. And so trust is a big factor in buying that new car. And you can absolutely trust Payne Bone and his team at Wilson County Hyundai. You know, they're in Lebanon. So it's not the downtown city prices that you see around Nashville, but the great prices for you. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. And if you download the BetMGM app, give them the promo code A2C Sports. They will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's right. Check that out. Risk-free bet. It's a great thing to do to get your uh, bankroll started uh, right there. So, Luke, time for throwing shade yes. here on this Wednesday. I will let you start with your shade. And uh, I see some shade uh, coming in here uh, in the chat as well. So, throwing shade time here on a Wednesday. Yes. So my shade today is, is this situation. So I'm going to set it up for you. You are rooting for a team that is in the postseason of some sport, whether that's baseball, football, hockey, whatever. Uh-huh. That team is eliminated from the playoffs. And then you get asked the question, who are you rooting for now? Why? When the team that someone likes is gone do they then have to pick another team to root for the correct answer to who are you rooting for now is no one because the team that you root for is out why are we facilitating the picking of a second favorite team you know, well, the, the Dodgers got eliminated from the playoffs. Are you going to start rooting for the Braves so they can say they were beaten by the best? Or are you mad at the Braves so you're going to root for the yeah. – it's silliness. Like, just – it is possible to watch a sporting event without rooting for someone. Like, there are sports teams that I like. Like, I like the Cincinnati Reds. I root for the Reds. But, like, like when I turn on a game, I don't have to root for someone. And it always irks me when you like go to a a, a party or something uh, with with two teams that are totally irrelevant to everyone there. Like, let's say you you're, you're at a friend's house and they turn on a hockey game and it's like the Sabers and the Canadians. Well, who are you rooting for? No one. Why would I'm I? Not, care? I'm not watching that game. I know that much. I, <laughs> I'm leaving said party. <laughs> if if saying, I right? go to a party and they turn on Sabers, Habs. <laughs> Get me the hell out of there. My God, Luke. You, you could not have saying. picked a worse example than the one you just picked. Okay. Washington. Oh, no, that's another bad book. Just don't go hockey. Just don't go hockey. Chiefs Patriots, right? Chiefs Giants. I, I don't care. Who cares? Like, why, why do we have to pick someone to root for? Just watch the game. Yeah, and I think it's because everybody's got that. Uh, they want to pick a side type of thing. And. Like I, you, I get, you can be a fan of a team, but if that team's not playing, you don't then have to root for someone. It's because they want to get emotionally invested in the game. And and that's what sports is about, is about to get emotionally invested in the game. And for me, that's my bets, right? Like, and, you know, somebody's if I'm if I have a game on and somebody asks me, so uh, you know, who are you rooting for? And I'm like, yeah, Michigan minus three, that's who I'm rooting for, <laughs> or or whatever, Florida State plus nine and a half. That's what I'm going for here. It's, it's, but again, like, and, and Bobby says, but your job is to watch games unbiased. And I get you well, just said you're the Titans. Yeah. But I, again, I, I think I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I just think it's a way to get people emotionally invested. Now I understand what you're saying about in the playoffs. I agree with you. If it's about the playoffs, 
if it's a if it's the playoffs and your team's been eliminated, I I disagree with the well. I hope the team that beat my team wins because that means that we lost the best. It's I think that's just, that's just a waste of time. I, I agree with you that, but I, I do think people can like other teams and have a rooting interest in other teams that they aren't fans of. Like I like I like uh, I like watching Cincinnati. I think the the quarterback's fun to watch. I root for Cincinnati in several situations. Now they don't play in a bunch of games that I care about because of their conference, but Oh my God, I wanted them to beat the absolute crap out of Notre Dame. Right. And, and team people root against teams too. Uh, Rooney says that he hates people who has two teams. I, I, I think it's uh, you can have a one a, but your one B needs to be more like a two or a three, not necessarily a one B. That's yeah. how I feel about it. All right, more throwing shade. Or, 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 or quick, just quickly, another thing. So let's say you're a Titans fan. Who's your NFC team? There isn't one. <laughs> but I think I think Titans fans are are different because and Luke, you're young, so you don't right you don't you know relate to this. But people in Nashville had a team, AFC or NFC or whatever, before the Titans got here. Like I was nine years old when I was seven when they moved to Memphis. I was nine when they became the Titans. I was a San Francisco 49ers fan for the first seven, eight years of my life. I, I like the Niners. Why? One, they were good because you like teams that are good when you're a kid. Two, they had Steve Young, who is a left-handed quarterback. Well, I'm left-handed, so that's what I grabbed. children can be the exception to this conversation. But but no, but like again, like I was I was eight. What about the the Nashvilleian who was 38 when the team moved to the team to Nashville? Well, they might have been a 49ers Cowboys. fan. No, and they but might again, like, like the Titans too. Right, bingo. There you go. So maybe the the Niners are their are their second but, team now because the Titans. But it's still not forced. You don't like force yourself to like someone just so that you can like someone. Like in that situation, you you legitimately have an interest in the Titans and the 49ers. Right. Right. So all right, more more shade here uh, on the show. And I want to read some of your guys' shade. Because uh, my shade has to do with 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 one of y'all. Steven says shade at Henry Ruggs a third. Uh, drunk drunk driving costs lives. I mean, that's just a, a completely tragic situation uh, all around. And something that could have been 100% avoided uh, with what happened with Henry Ruggs. The Raiders have cut Henry Ruggs uh, as you know that situation plays out. Um, but just a really sad situation there. Um, more shade here uh, on the show. Uh, Bobby says his shade is on Austin for blowing the perfect trivia record yesterday. Fair. I messed it up. Jamal Lewis. I should have known that because Jamal Lewis went to Tennessee and I went to Tennessee. So that I should have been better than that, but you're right there, Bobby team leader says Stephen A. Smith throwing shade saying the Titans are done. What a clown. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Billy says shade on Zach for calling Taylor one Taylor Leland last what? week. Did that, did that happen? Surely not. It was a slip of a tongue. If anything, I mean, I was I off on Thursday. You were in on Thursday. Did it happen when I wasn't there? I, I didn't notice it. Because I don't remember when it happened. I don't I don't know if I don't think it happened when I wasn't there. One time I had someone on my podcast who said Taylor Lee won. We never had well, that I've person. Heard back. Lewin, I've heard Lewin a lot of times and uh all types of stuff. Kevin I, Beard. That, that yeah, I, I didn't hear that, so I don't know. But uh Orlando says shade on Joe Buck for jinxing Freddie Freeman's Freddie Freeman's future last night. I thought Joe Buck was bad. I mean, like, he clearly wanted game seven. 
And I get that, like, as a broadcaster, obviously you would prefer to have a Game 7 because you want that attention on your broadcast because Game 7 TV ratings are bigger than Game 6 TV ratings in anything. But I thought Joe Buck was so calm. Like, he gave, like, and the Braves are world champions. Like, and he let the, the TV air, right? He let that breathe, which is fine. But it was a 7 nothing game, but I thought Joe Buck was really bad last night. And John Smoltz, I, I wanted John Smoltz to show emotion, but he didn't. And I get that John Smoltz might be is in a tough situation of being an objective baseball analyst with Fox and a former Brave, but I would have expected John Smoltz to have more feels about watching the Braves win a World Series. And Joe Buck just seemed bummed. Like he just seemed seemed like he was bored that it was a seven nothing game. He was bored that the Atlanta Braves won it, and bored that it wasn't going to be a game seven. And so my shade is on Joe Buck for being really weak in a big moment for a large fan base who's been waiting for this since 1995. That's my shade. I, I didn't watch the game last night. I'm typically a big Joe Buck fan. I mean, I can't comment on whether he dropped the ball. But the takes, like, I don't understand the people who just generally don't like Joe Buck. Big and, Joe I'm Buck a, and I'm not a person who generally dislikes Joe Buck. I, I, I'm indifferent to him. But, and BMO says he agrees that the announcer and commentary energy did not match the moment. They didn't. They were wet blankets. And, the, and I had Ronnie. They need Gus Johnson to replace Joe Buck on, on the football side. They need Gus Johnson to do as many things as Gus Johnson can possibly do. And they're finally because, letting him do NFL again. I know. It's amazing. Gus Johnson cannot be matched. And it seems like because he's there, every game is that much more intense. Like Gus Johnson never has blowouts. Like, and if he does, <laughs> he has incredible moments that lead to a blowout that just make you go like, ah, like, but I, I think Joe Buck was bad last night. He was bad last night. And it's unfortunate because Braves fans want to feel that moment a lot. And Joe Buck let him down. So that's my shade. It's a good one, assuming Thank that you. it went the way you think it did. Hey, guess how many guess how many innings I watched last night of that game? Four. Hey, you nailed it. I watched four. Guess how many innings of Major League Baseball I watched this entire season? <laughs> Ten. Four. <laughs> those four. <laughs> I watched those four innings. That's it. That's all my baseball, and it was the last four innings of the entire season. That that's me. Uh, that's how I feel about baseball. But all right, guys. Uh, great show again today. It's been a crazy week. Uh, the website's going crazy. Check it out. A to slash Nashville. I know, uh, Luke's going to write something on Adrian Peterson today or, or tomorrow, depending on when Adrian Peterson speaks to the media, but Luke will be out there to see Adrian Peterson for the first time in a number eight Titans Jersey. So make sure you follow us on Instagram, on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, everything. So we have all that Adrian Peterson coverage. So we'll see you guys later on. Have a good rest of your Wednesday. Tighten up podcast episode is out uh, this morning. So check that out. Also, Buck Rising Live, A to Z Sports Primetime tonight. We'll see you guys later on.